Hello, Mystical Sisterhood listeners. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. And I'll keep this brief, but I'm coming to you today with a solo episode. And I'm talking about developing inner trust. It's going to have just um, principles and ideas, questions for you to take away and apply to your own life and takeaways of how to become more aware and develop inner trust within you. And also thank you for being a listener. Today is episode 30 and marks six months of the show. I'm so excited you're here as always, and I'll see you in the episode. Hey there, welcome to Mystical Sisterhood. This is your host, Maureen Spielman. I started this show to highlight the intuitives, healers, and other courageous women that I've met along my journey and continue to meet. Through amazing interviews, I seek to ask insightful questions to uncover ways in which you, the listener, can apply the wisdom and knowledge to your own life. I believe that we're all in this together, so sharing healing and joy and bringing community together is both my passion and purpose. If you'd like to learn more about the Mystical Sisterhood community I'm building, please visit www.mysticalsisterhood.com. See you in the episode. Hi, welcome back to Mystical Sisterhood. This is Maureen Spielman, your host, and I'm solo today. I'm excited because I'm celebrating six months of the podcast. It started in January, and today I am on episode 30. I wouldn't be here without you, the listener, first and foremost, and all of my guests. I I probably have interviewed around 25 guests so far. I've been excited about each and every interview, and I'm really excited about what's to come. I decided today for the solo episode to talk about developing inner trust or honing it if you've been on this path for a while, wherever you are on your journey. Mystical Sisterhood and bringing this to life has really been a journey of trusting myself, stepping into myself. And I really feel that it's an expression at the soul level for me and also an addition to the world that was much needed. So I was looking for some inspiration of where to start today. And probably like you, uh, I have many, many, many personal growth and spiritual books on my bookshelf. In fact, it's a running joke that I can't stop buying them. And people I know, close friends, family, they can't either. So I know I'm not alone in this. But a beautiful book came across my path probably over a year ago. And it may be one that you haven't heard of. It's called Be Still My Heart. And it's by Shaku Salvakumar. And she is a dear sister-in-law of a friend of mine, Zenith, and sorry, Selva Kumar. So I was looking for inspiration in this book of poetry, again, called Be Still My Heart. And I found a poem called The House of Belonging, which I thought was really applicable and apropos for today. The House of Belonging. She walked into the House of Belonging, oblivious of any wrongdoing stepping into cluttered rooms, hearing echoes from childhood wombs, memories from teenage years, brave planets orbited without fear. So comfortable she was not shedding her skin, hugging it tightly, she sat within. For in seeking, you surely will find, not always 
what you had in mind. She searched today in the house of love. The furniture was swept away. She sat in the dark in the house of faith with nothing at hand but the hope of grace. She picked up bricks in the house of trust for a strong foundation instead of fear. She made friends in the house of gray. Every strand had something to say. For the journey inside crosses terrain unknown, a forked path, a blossoming tree. She waits to see, she stays to see. Uh, so you can see at the end of this poem, it has touched my heart. I love this house of belonging. And I believe that the house of belonging exists within you, within all of us. And so today I wanted to talk about delving into a deeper relationship to that inner home. So you may continue to develop your inner trust, finding your own North Star, as they say, being your own go-to person for answering so many of life's questions. And if you're like me, persistent questions come again and again, and new ones keep coming all the time. Um, so we're human and we can expect that. I always, it's because I didn't know anything different, used to think that that North Star or that compass was outside of me. I'd find that teacher or book that would be my guide and my reference point. And to some degree, I still do. Or that that a loved one could be the answer to my happiness. And in fact, all of my teachers, whether in the form of a true, you know, quote unquote teacher, or my teachers within my family or my friend group, they are my guides. They are the ones that bring me back to my answers. But I am at the center of the show. I love how, you know, they often say that when we have recurring patterns in our lives that frustrate us, or we seem like we can't get away from or out of, that we are always at the center of it. So that to me says that we have these answers within. Um, they lead, my, my teachers and messengers lead me back to this inner home. For most of my life, I didn't understand that the people on the outside and the words in the books were not going to hold those complete answers. So again, they contributed to me finding it, but they weren't it. So I love the cho the coaching path that I've chosen to do. It, I, I call it soul care coaching. And of course, trained by Susie Lula, it's based in spiritual psychology. And the premise is, and this applies to all of us, is that you are whole and worthy as is. You have the answers within and that there is nothing to be fixed. As I sort of wrote this out as I was preparing, I thought, how beautiful is that? Does it get more beautiful? Can you imagine being a little child and being told these things? I'm laughing because I thought to myself that though I loved my parents dearly, I wished for a do-over. That do-over of what it must have felt like to hear those words when I was young. So 
I see uh, coaching as a journey of guiding you back to your truth and developing an inner trust that becomes very reliable over time. I believe that if we would have been tended to in those ways, we would have developed this really, um, I don't know, just intimate relationship with ourselves. So that's what I'm interested in now. I really do find that so many of these terms and concepts come at midlife. And if it's true for me, I have to believe it's true for a lot of us, that it's a new language, new practices, new ways of being that can lead us back to a really deep, intimate relationship within ourselves and a deep and intimate trust with ourselves. Developing an inner relationship is one of the most sacred things we can do in our lifetime. Getting to know yourself so deeply that you can rely on yourself to give compassion to yourself in difficult times, lean on yourself to take pause and know that you will steer yourself in the right direction and to become really adept at recognizing the signs coming to you, the universe around you, the intelligence of your body and your emotions. So essentially you become your go-to person as experiences come your way. If you're in a pattern of reaching out to another, when you're, when you're going through something, you will find that investing in a relationship to yourself will not take away that need completely because we are, we are wired for connection and to be with one another. But it will reduce, in a sense, that sort of need or craving for an outer validation because what you do is you begin to inner validate yourself. And developing inner trust can feel like work. It's delving into new um, ways and I believe taking personal responsibility for how we're showing up for ourselves. So although not clear at times, I tend to look at getting to my truth, my answers as a discovery process. And when I'm in that place to come to myself with curiosity and a willingness just to look inside. So why might your relationship to trusting yourself deeply feel a bit rocky or unsteady or even like what is Maureen talking about? And I believe it's because we were steered away. We came into the world with that inner compass, that inner knowing. I like to think of it as an inner calibration. And just because we are human and we came up in whatever culture you came up in, our parents greatly influenced us. And we often went to what they wanted us to do. Our teachers, we know in school systems, we behave in certain ways. Um, And we lose that in-touchness with ourselves. Maybe someone in our life told us we were wrong or that wasn't accurate or there was a better way and you began to believe it. So the news media, magazines, teachers, specialists, you name it. I invite you to look back at your life. You have been surrounded by other people's voices, opinions, and ways of doing things. And again, places I entrusted to others and allowed them to impact how I felt about myself or what decisions I made. And when I kind of pondered, where have I perhaps given away my trust? True, you know, when I was younger, blindly, but I guess 
I'm inviting us to be on a path of discerning what is our truth and can we trust it? So places I know that I gave away my inner trust were allowing someone to determine what smart was for me and then not trusting myself that I actually had this intelligence inside. I had no idea for most of my life. Um, Allowing something on the outside to determine how I needed to look or show up, what size I needed to be, any of those things. Those messages came through loud and clear. Gosh, if you're my generation, um, in magazines and television. And so this kind of trust coming back to myself of what is in alignment with how I want to feel. Um, I think allowing others to take the, to know the best course of action for my children. That's where I love the tie-in of conscious parenting. And I think conscious parenting is an, a really beautiful avenue and portal to find out our truths. So consider that um, if you've never considered conscious parenting. I do find that most people who come to me for conscious parenting are working on relationship to self because we know that then that spills over into not only our self-trust, but the trust for our children as well. And I guess in general, just allowing someone to determine my self-worth. So it's not that people in our lives are not trustworthy, but we are being invited to remember that what we know, feel, and how our experiences have guided us and are guiding us, and that tuning into what you feel is not to be taken lightly at all. It should be the biggest part of decision-making in your life, if you ask me. So going to yourself first before anything else. I wanted to say, um, how do you do this? How do I do this? How have I learned to do this? And it's uh, based on a premise that in order to trust yourself, you need to feel safe. So we know that this is true on the outside. On the outside, if we're in relationship with someone in order to trust them and have an abundant relationship, we need to feel safe. And if someone on the outside is not treating you well for any reason, you're not going to feel safe. You won't trust them. Um, This is an invitation then to take a look inside. It goes for inner work as well. What can undermine your own feeling of safety and trust on the inside? So I think that... um, we all have an awareness how we can be hard on ourselves. But if we begin to dial up our awareness a bit, it's going to lead us to answers. So sometimes it is paying attention to how people on our outside are hard on themselves. But um, being judgmental of yourself, and this is sometimes that quiet internal voice, we're not saying things out loud but being judgmental of yourself in your mind saying you shouldn't have done that either recently or in the past, a long time ago, we can create a lot of judgments about how we've shown up and the things we have or haven't done. Shaming yourself, 
creates an unsafe environment inside, you're not a good person or something's wrong with you or there's something to be fixed or you're defective because of something you've done recently or a long time ago again. I, I, I keep on saying like being judgmental of yourself and being shameful inside. I keep on saying a long time ago because we can carry events from our past and how we acted and showed up in our psyche for a long time. We know that they exist within ourselves because we experience them or we may or may not know that, but they do. But I know that I've had many active loops on things that have happened in the past. For me, it can be different for all of us, particularly it was my teenage years because that was when I was most out of alignment, I feel. I I feel it through my life, but most where it felt very volatile um, and I think confusing was my teenage years. So I, my mind would go back and revisit that all the time, trying to figure it out. And um, this today, I wasn't going to, I do have some things to say about it in a bit, but today was just really this premise of like, what does it take to develop inner trust? So we're taking a look, we're dialing up the awareness of where we're judgmental and where shame sneaks in. Often we're tipped off because we use disparaging language. And that might even be, you know, your body's not good enough. You're not smart enough. Why did you do that? You're a bad parent. I don't know how it shows up in your mind. We all have our voices. So that really creates an unsafe internal environment. You can imagine if it were on the outside, it would feel unsafe and you're not going to trust. So becoming aware of how you speak to yourself, it's going to allow you to then make other choices. I'm trying to think of what I'm saying there. Awareness is a beginning. If you've been doing this work, the reminders are always good. Don't you think? I remind myself every day. So building an inner trust is a process and one that unfolds at the pace that is right for you. At each moment, I'm reminding you that you are supported in this universe and you're being guided on the outside and the inside. I'm hoping that today's podcast is giving you some guidance from an external voice. And I want to say something about the community at the end, but surrounding ourselves with conversations like this are what leads us to developing the inner trust, the inner safety, the inner intimacy. I've benefited greatly from both being in conversation with family who are interested in this conversation with my coaching colleagues and friends and community um, through soul care coaching and different communities I've been in. So I believe that immersing ourselves in these ideas is one of the biggest things we can do. And that's really why I created the mystical sisterhood membership and that's always on my website. I'll refer to it at the, at the end. But that's, I think what I found for myself is the immersion in community has allowed me to experience more internal freedom. And so I want to bring that to the world. I want to ask you a question. Okay. 
what has spoken to you so far and what do you need from yourself consistently? I'll ask these kind of slowly. Where have you neglected yourself? Possibly trusting someone else on the outside more than yourself. What ways have you been hard on yourself for what has happened in the past? What ways are you hard on yourself for what you haven't figured out in the present? That's a big one. We're often really hard on ourselves for what we haven't figured out yet, especially as a woman at midlife. We've lived many years and we've lived many experiences and we can still be trying to mentally in our ego be figuring out things. And I'm telling you, this process of bringing you into your heart for developing the inner trust is a key to get us away from the ego mind and into our heart space. I know that if you're listening today, you are on a journey of moving from an outer world focus to an inner world focus. You would not be here if you weren't. And that's what I always love too. I want to hear about your journey. I think it's fascinating. So when the outer world beckons, when you want to know the answer, know that creating space in your day, let's call it space. Let's not call it time because many of us have a scarcity relationship with time. And I get that completely. So let's create space in your day. It's one of the most precious things you can do to foster inner growth. And if we call it space, it has a bigger energy to it, right? Time does too, but we've been so cultured by time. We haven't been as uncultured by space being scarce. Maybe maybe if you've got little kids and they're all around you, absolutely. Or you have a crowded home or you're taking care, of an, uh, taking care of an elderly parent, those can also create constraints on spaciousness. But let's think of creating space in your days. Um, and it may seem like, what does this space look like? It can be physical space. Um, it can be a spiritual space for you. And it can be this emotional space. I think it sometimes can sound cliche when somebody says, oh, you just need to journal more or you just need to meditate more. But to me, it doesn't matter what is being called in or what's being offered to you. It doesn't matter the form, but it's that you take intentional time for yourself, quiet time, a spacious time on a daily basis, if possible. For me, and uh, a dear friend said this the other day, that it doesn't look the same for her every day either. Uh, It's someone that I love and respect so much, but for me, it doesn't look the same. But I do believe some of the following practices allow us to get to this, um, I don't know, like designated intentional space and also holding this intention of, I intend to create, to develop, to foster, to nurture, to nourish my own inner knowing and trust. So daily practices like lighting candles, sitting with a journal, asking your guides what they're here to tell you or asking what I need to know. Meditating. There are so many different meditations. Um, They can be from insight timer, from calm. They can be from also listening to anything inspirational because I find that when I 
listen to inspirational or I read books that are inspirational, they get me into my vibration, which allows me to connect with my true self. Um, I also take a look at throughout my day when I can, I'm no saint, believe me. But when I find myself using language that is focused on disconnected or disconnecting versus connecting with myself, I witness myself and choose to replace these thoughts and words with compassion and understanding. It can be any number of phrases. So things like, and these just soften, these allow us to soften into ourselves. When we have an experience that doesn't feel good coming to ourselves, it's so understandable that you experience that that way or that you feel this way. I see you. So this is inner dialogue. I see you for what you were experiencing. I went to connect with you and just any sort of bridges inward of connection. We don't want the words that, that disconnect that. And so when we say like, I'm interested in my own experience, I'm curious about it. I want to know. Again, it harks back to, this isn't an inner child podcast today, but it harks back to, oh, what I wished I would have heard as a kid. But I can also give that to myself. I can give that to my loved ones. I can give it to my adult children. Um, So I want to do another podcast on inner child because it's so fascinating. But the inner child involves going back to yourself, if you don't know what I'm talking about, to a younger version and giving the love, care, attending to, and reparenting that is being called for. So in short, in developing this inner trust, um, you will begin to depend on yourself for, when you develop this safety intimacy, you'll be giving yourself more permission to do things in your life, um, to show up for what is true for you in the way that feels true for you. So permission comes from you first and foremost in your adult life, not from others. I think the process of intending to develop inner trust and safety and intimacy um, allows us to really slow down our life and begin taking pause more. And we can rely on ourselves for amazing guidance and the cornerstone of it all for unwavering self-compassion. And if you can't find that, from yourself, turn to those you know who can give it to you. You don't need someone giving you the answers. Um, I mean, that's not to say that it's not well-meaning, but it's within you. This whole podcast is just about it's within you. Um, bring in your trusted sources. It's that, that dance between the two. I believe transformation for you is going to happen before your eyes. I know that for so many of you, it already is. You will find yourself saying, I used to choose this way of doing or being, and now I choose this way. I'm mystified by the changes in myself and those around me. With commitment, care, and compassion, inner growth will flourish and take on a quality of abundance and again, spaciousness. It is your time to experience this relationship where you can feel safe within, where you wholeheartedly trust yourself and just enjoy a beautiful inner experience. 
I'm personally on a journey of leaning into my truths, what my soul needs to learn. It's your birthright. It's my birthright. It's our birthright. So will you either um, begin or continue to commit to your own personal growth, carving out time for yourself as a daily practice? I didn't talk about it in these ways, but practice present moment awareness. You become calibrated to your energetic vibration and begin to know what you feel like inside. Get to know when things don't feel right and um, when things are not yours. Practice coming back to the time that you set aside for yourself for spaciousness and choose what speaks to you. Um, are you ready to develop an inner space and consciousness of safety and non-judgment and continue to lean on trusted people and what they reflect back to you? Take your time with the outer advice and input and know that these answers lie within you. You are on a quest alongside me to know and to really be your true authentic self. And I'm so honored again, to be traveling alongside you. Um, you know that I'm passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about every topic that's been brought into this podcast. I, I do struggle a bit when I choose what to talk about in my solo episodes. And I think I probably needed this one today too, to keep on leaning in. But I wanted to say, because Soul Care Coaching and my Mystical Sisterhood podcast and membership are so near and dear to my heart. And I know that they are here for you if you if you want to lean on them at all. There are three ways to get involved in the work and work with me. You can schedule just a one-off 60-minute session for you to get an experience of what this work feels like. In this brief session, you can learn about intention setting, setting, share what is most relevant in your life, discover what is calling to be tended to, uncover limiting beliefs operating below the surface, and walk away with a few tangible action items or new things to ponder in your life. I mostly love to work in the second way, which is a 12-week coaching container in which we do a dive into this work whether it's how do I even come to myself? What is coming up for me through my emotions? What am I here to learn? What's most important? How am I showing up? But mainly how am I showing up for myself? So you begin to learn the principles um, of soul care into your life, learn how to meet yourself with compassion more regularly and grow a practice of developing a deep and authentic and connected relationship with yourself. And Another one of my favorite offerings is the Mystical Sisterhood Community um, or membership. And this is for either those doing coaching and wanting to experience community, or it could be that you're not ready for coaching and want to experience community. <laughs> and the, these principles, I have members of the group who say like, I just want to immerse myself in this language and start to learn Um not only this, these personal growth um, ideas and new conversation and new language, but also 
um, these principles of the universe. And I, that's the part of the mystical that we sometimes pull into the podcast is like, how is the universe holding us? How are these things for me? And it's all woven together. But in the membership, it's a lot of fun because we're doing live calls every week. There's a community feed with inspiration. There's inspiration um, from me as your guide, but also from your fellow members who are on the path of seeking. So um, that's a little bit about the membership. And I do believe that healing happens in community. Um, Being in community of seekers on a path, just reminding us of practices and principles is invaluable. So a few ways to get in touch are to follow me on Instagram at Maureen Spielman, if you're not doing that already. You can DM me there with any questions. You can email me at hello at maureenspielman.com. That's M-A-U-R-E-E-N-S-P-I-E-L-M-A-N.com. And you can find the Mystical Sisterhood membership under the work with me tab on my website, which is maureenspielman.com, or you can go to mysticalsisterhood.com. I hope today's podcast leads you to considering your inner landscape a bit more, um, your inner trust, and um, just be with yourself in this really heart-centric, curious, gentle, intimate way. Thank you for listening today and I'll see you on the next interview. And I hope to see you in the membership or if you feel like following coaching. All right. Trust yourself. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mystical Sisterhood. If you love what you heard, please visit Apple Podcasts and subscribe and leave a review and share with a friend if you're called to do so. To learn more about my one-on-one coaching programs, or join the Mystical Sisterhood membership, visit maureenspielman.com or mysticalsisterhood.com. Thanks so much. I'll see you in the next episode.